The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rock. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from... Saturday, and uh, David Knight filled in for him, so that's uh, it's not really Bradley, is it? It's Bradley's show, but David Knight filled in. Uh, so if you didn't get a chance to see that and you'd like to check it out, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and I believe he's going to be on today. Um, I will be meeting him around 10, 30, 11 o'clock this morning, and uh, so... We'll see. He's going to be in a rush to get back and everything, but uh, we're going to we're going to meet each other for just a little bit today. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Uh, click on the button, the play button, blow it up, whatever device you've got there. And uh, then look for the rumble icon, bottom right hand corner. Click on that. Join us in the chat over on rumble. We got a lot of friends over there this morning and uh, love to have you over there as well. Uh, you can also catch the live feed at rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio live. And that is the channel. Please subscribe to that. Help us out and building that up as well. And then also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate those guys giving us a platform as well. Right up under where we're um, uh, streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, you get that once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. That's all the articles we put out at sonsofliberdmedia.com, which are going to be really crammed today. <laughs> and then uh, to... Uh, ha, the morning show archive is in there as well. Okay. So be sure and uh, check that out. Uh, sons of Liberty media.com sign up for it and you'll get that in your in inbox tonight. And then uh, finally, if you agree with our message, you'd like to help us keep doing what we're doing on the internet radio and out among the people, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and you can make a one-time donation or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate your, your support very much. We really do. Um, so, <laughs> This guy, um, Benny Johnson, over the weekend, 
it, it's kind of interesting. He he found this profile for the guy who is the CEO of Anheuser Busch. Now you guys remember uh, this the big brouhaha, not to make a pun there, but the big brouhaha that was going on, um, you know, for a couple of weeks now with this man who's acting like an effeminate female. Um, and I got to tell you, it, I, I, I think, I think Budweiser's just going to have to change their name. They're, they're going to, or Bud Light, whatever. They used to be real men of genius. Now they can be called something else. And, uh, yeah. And that was a pun. They can be called something else. Fake women. And you know the rest. Anyway, this guy, this guy's name is Brent Whitworth. And, of course, Benny sent out a tweet. Hey, guys, I think I found the problem. The CEO of Budweiser is a CIA operative. And you'll notice that he pulls up his uh, profile here. I believe this is LinkedIn. Um, and he was a senior director of sales for Frito-Lay. Uh, he was an operations officer, counterterrorism center, clandestine service for the Central Intelligence a Agency from 2001 to 2006. Um, he's got listed here Washington, D.C., Pakistan, Tunisia, and Iraq. And <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You can watch the video at sonsofliberty.com where, where Benny's laying this out. And it's kind of interesting because as soon as he put this out, uh, old Brendan over here starts heading over and cleaning up some mess on profiles. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's actually kind of interesting. Let me let me just slide down here real quickly for you guys who are watching. Hopefully this won't go to a commercial. Okay, this is the guy after he here he is trying to remove all the stuff from profiles. I apologize for the volume. Okay, so you get it. He's he's over there trying to remove all of the the stuff that indicates he's tied with the CIA. Here's the goofy thing about people doing that, and and I'll tell you why I leave things up because it's just silly. If you made a mistake, correct the mistake. Let people see the mistake. You know, sometimes we've had we've had to correct articles. I leave it up. I do an, an update in case somebody's looking for something. I put that update in there if I'm aware of it. Sometimes I'm not aware. I can't know everything, and I'm one guy, and there's a bazillion articles we put out and things like that. So you, you've got these kinds of things. The same thing I had the other week when we did the uh, the shoes, the shoes issue on the Nashville trans-delusional shooter. You know, at first it looked right, and I said, yeah, that looks like what it is. I made the comparison. Then I went back after the show, and I start looking more, and I start going, okay, that's not what's going on here. So I have no problem correcting myself. I have no problem and, and leaving that up so that other people who are looking for it and they, they stumble across that stuff. They can see also the corrections that I've made as well. But this guy thinks he's just going to get rid of it. Does he not know about the Wayback Machine? Is he not aware that the Wayback Machine exists and uh, his profile is forever contained there? Uh, but you can check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. It's just a simple... A tweet that's out there. You can watch the video and uh, and Benny's report on that. But I but it got me thinking to stuff that I have put out in the past, and uh, and I want to show you some of this stuff because <clears throat> it's like we know this is going on, but we don't know what's going on. We we suspect it's going on, 
but we're not fully aware of just how much the CIA is involved in domestic issues. Okay. And I think for those of you who are not aware of this, you're going to be blown away. Um, in fact, one of the things that started to really turn me on to what they were, what they were doing here was the, do you remember when the guys went up to Oregon to take over the bird farm up there? Uh, uh, Ammon Bundy and his, uh, uh, the guy who was shot, Lavoy Finnegan, and a lot of, you know, patriot-minded people who are against the violations of the Constitution that talks about how the federal government acquires land and what they acquire it for. And this big bird farm out in Oregon was acquired unlawfully, just like the majority of the land that, that, that they claim they own, that the federal government claims they own in the United States. In fact, if I haven't told you, when we were out in Nevada uh, for SHOT Show, I don't know when it was, 2014 or something like that, um, we had went out to see Pete Santilli out at the Nevada Detention Center. And on the way, I was being given information that says, yeah, Nevada has like 90-something percent of the land is claimed to be owned by the federal government. 90%, more than 90% of the state is claims to be owned by the federal government. How can that be? When did the Nevada state legislature get together, according to what the Constitution says, and say, yeah, you need a port, a, 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 a naval yard, a pick your thing, um, an armory, any of this kind of... When did they get together and say, yeah, we're going to give this to the federal government to use? They didn't. The federal government just comes in and grabs land at will. And it's, it's, it's wrong. But during that time, what came out of the court case there was that Facebook, without a warrant or anything, took raw data and gave it to the feds. And in that data... The feds put it through something called Palantir. Now, if you're if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, the Palantir is that little, for lack of a better term, it looks like a crystal ball, okay? And, you know, it's the Eye of Sauron and all this stuff. So, um, it, it, that's what Palantir, that's what, Pal that's what a Palantir is. And so what they did was they took this raw data, they dumped it into this, Palantir, which is some sort of computer software that can sort it out. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind it's sort of an AI kind of technology. It sorts it out and it processes it so that you can see the things that you want to see. So anybody that liked the picture from the Bunny Ranch thing or the, uh, uh, the Bunny Ranch standoff or the Oregon protest up there, um, anybody that made a comment on any of it, uh, anybody that put their own posts up about this stuff. All of them were contained in this, in this report. And it was before the court. And so I remember asking Pete, okay, how did, how did they get this stuff? And he said, well, Facebook just gave it to them. They put it through this Palantir's first time we've heard of it. And then as a result of that, they've got all this stuff. And he says, potentially anybody that liked the liked the comment, liked the post, like a picture, whatever, are potential accomplices in this, if you will. Because they were supporting it. And of course, Palantir um, came from funding. By the way, that the funding for Palantir, um, I believe Peter Thiel was over there. I'm, I'm not sure. 
Don't don't quote me on that just yet. But I think he was involved in that as well. The guy with PayPal. Um, but the funding for the company was the American taxpayer. Yep. And I'm going to show you this stuff in just a minute. I'm going to show you how serious it is. But let me let me give you just a couple of things here. For instance, this is an article from 2022, August. Here we've got um, Moderna, who is linked to the CIA. I don't know if you know that. Oh, excuse me, not Moderna. There is a company who's making mRNA for Moderna's reformulated COVID booster shots. And this came from Whitney Webb. Uh, she writes, since last year, remember she's writing in 2022, messenger RNA for Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines, including its recently reformulated Omicron booster, has been exclusively manufactured by a little-known company with significant ties to U.S. US intelligence. Earlier this week, the, U the United Kingdom became the first country to approve Moderna's reformulated version of its COVID-19 vaccine, which claims to provide protection against both the original form of the virus, the non-virus that they haven't proven, and it doesn't provide any protection, and significantly less lethal, but more, oh, significantly less lethal, <laughs> but more transmissible Omicron variant. They haven't proved that it tra that is transmitted. They just haven't done it. The product uh, was approved by the UK's Medicine and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency, MHRA, with the support of the UK government's Commission on Human Medicines. Described by UK officials as a sharpened tool in the nation's continued vaccination campaign, the reformulated vaccine combines the previously approved COVID-19 vaccine with a vaccine candidate targeting the Omicron variant BA1. Now, I don't know how this is less lethal. This sounds like they're putting more of the kitchen sink in there. That's what it sounds like. They're putting more of the kitchen sink in their deadly shot, which has got all kinds of weaponized stuff in it anyway. If you haven't seen our, our interview with uh, Dr. Madej uh, concerning what they pulled out of the children's vaccine, it's, I mean, it's horrendous. It really is. Or the shot. It's not even a vaccine. I get into their things because of what how they write this stuff. The vaccine candidate has never been previously approved and had not been the subject of independent study. The MHRA approved uh, the vaccine based on a single and complete uh, human trial currently being conducted by Moderna. The company promoted incomplete data from the trial in the company press releases in June and July, and the study has yet to be published, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but uh, she goes on down through here and she shares what they're actually doing and what their ties are. And if you know Whitney, it's, it's a long documented article. So that will be up in the archives for you to check out. But this company who's developing the mRNA that's going to be used in these boosters for Moderna linked to the CIA. Let me see if I can open this up and then we'll we'll go down through some other things as well. This so let me let me lay out what went on here. The CIA set up a front group to which they were going to fund uh technological advances and things. <clears throat> what they did was they set up this front group, sort of a company front group called NQTEL. Now stop and think about that a sec. N-Q-Tail. I just want people to stop and think who are still following the Q nonsense. 
I want you to think about that a second. NQTEL, that's what they called it. Okay. They have gone in here and um, they're investing in all kinds of businesses that are developing different technology. I'm going to give you a couple examples here uh, in just a moment. Uh, I've got an article and some of these are old, but and they're investing in these things all the time. Millions and millions of your dollars if you're paying taxes, if you are. Millions of dollars going into the investments in these companies. And let me give you let me give you a few examples here. And this is from the article. And there's actually an NQTEL website, so you can check it out yourself. NQ, it's called IQT.org. IQT.org. This one is 3VR. I don't know if you've ever heard of any of these companies, okay? Let me give you a couple of examples here. 3, 3VR, based in San Francisco, 3VR is a video technology and data company that solves the challenges associated with video searchability, allowing customers to rapidly gather real-time intelligence from the unstructured video data that is produced by a single camera or a global network of cameras. So you can understand why they want they want to invest in this and see what's what's going to happen is when they invest in them, they're going to they're going to eventually come back and say, hey, we want to use the stuff we invested in. It's not so much about them getting a return in money. It's getting a return in whatever these people are putting their time into in developing these kinds of things. OK. Um, so they were first invested in by the CIA in 2005. Then we've got basics technology or basis technology. Um, they extract intelligence from multilingual text and digital devices and analyze it. They seek to improve the process of extracting meaningful intelligence from unstructured multilingual text and digital devices by developing the industry's best software. Since our founding in 1995, our products and services have been used by over 200 major firms, including Amazon, EMC, Indeca, Oracle, um, a ton of other people. Uh, okay. And they were first invested in the CIA, in by the CIA in 2004. Here's another one. And by the way, many of these companies end up going under. They, they, don't, they're not, they don't sustain themselves because they don't develop their product. And I wonder why they don't develop their product, because they're getting free money from the CIA. <laughs> then we've got Biometrica. It uses biometric data to identify individuals. They're also involved in ways to ensure that data such as DNA, RNA, and other proteins have a longer shelf life. Hmm. I wonder how they're doing that. And they were first invested in by the CA in 2011. Cloudera, first invested in in 2010 by the CIA. Cloudera is a massive data archiving service while, allowing, while also allows for secure data analysis on a large scale. You can see why they're investing in these companies. You can see how they're going to use it. And they're not using it against, well, they might be using it against, quote unquote, America's enemies. They might be, but they're definitely using it against the American people. Cloudera was founded in 2008 by some of the brightest minds in Silicon Valley's leading companies, including Google, Yahoo, Oracle, and Facebook. Though they claim to believe in open source, open standards, and open markets uh, being best, it's hard to believe that when they are being funded with American tax dollars, 
don't you think? Yep, I think that. I think that. Here's another one. Digital solid state propulsion. Digital solid state propulsion is a Nevada-based business. They were first invested in by the CA in 2011 that develops and produces safe, green, energetic materials for defense, space, and commercial markets. Their innovative materials are environmentally friendly to produce and use with no waste in the production process and benign gas products from combustion. They're insensitive to shock, flame, and a number of other things. Let me give you a couple of these other ones because I, I need to move on to some, to some other things. FireEye. FireEye is a cybersecurity firm that specializes in botnet uh, attacks and fights against malware. They were first invented or invested in by the CIA in 2009. Gainspan. It's now named Tellit, T-E-L-I-T, first invested in by the CA in 2009. They focus on uh, making sure devices are able to connect to the internet with very low power Wi-Fi. Hmm. Hmm. Gator Technologies, G-A-T-R, Gator Technologies, first invested in by the CA in 2008. They produce inflatable satellite antennas. Hmm. Yeah. Then we have Ember Corporation, first invested in by the CIA in 2005. They were eventually acquired by Silicon Labs in 2012, but they were developer of low-power wireless products. Uh, then we have Infinite Power Solutions. These are I had like a, a little over two dozen of these I listed, and this was a couple of years back. So the companies that have been invested in by the CIA through InQtail are incredible. I mean, again, I, I don't, it's all being done unconstitutionally. I don't, I don't think the constitution set up that we're to be investing in other companies, taking people's money and investing in other companies. Infinite power solutions, infinite power solutions are developed, uh, are developers of flexible, rechargeable, solid state, thin film batteries. First invested in by the CIA in 2006. Motion DSP. First invested in by the CA in 2007, Motion DSP is a developer of video enhancement technology. Then we have Oculus Labs, first invested in by the CA in 2011. Oculus Labs developed software to encrypt words on a screen where the reader's eyes are not looking, thus preventing people looking over someone's shoulder from obtaining passwords or usernames. That's kind of clever. It's also kind of, I don't know, creepy. It's yeah. Anyway, OpenSpan first invested in by the CA in 2010. OpenSpan developed analysis software so that employers could better see what their employees are doing on their computers while working. Palantir, we've already talked about that, but just so you understand what was being said here, first invested in by the CA in 2005. Palantir offers a suite of software applications for integrating, visualizing, and analyzing the world's information. The technology supports many kinds of data, including structured, unstructured, relational, temporal, and geospatial. Palantir's products are built for real analysis with a focus on security, scalability, ease of use, and collaboration. They're broadly deployed in the intelligence, defense, law enforcement, and financial communities. Also, perceptive. Pixel, excuse me a second, my mouth's getting dry doing this. First invested in by the CA in 2009, they developed advanced multi-touch displays. Recorded Future. 
Invested in by the CIA first in 2010. The purpose of the company was to gather real-time information from media flow and extract time-related information and assemble it into an analysis to show relationships over a period of time. Seventh Sense Biosystems, first invested by the CIA in 2008. They develop health monitoring products that interface with human skin. Is anybody seeing some... I mean, these things have been... Some of these things, more than two decades. Anybody seeing any ties with the stuff they're investing in and how they might be used to surveil, to control, any of that kind of stuff? Yep, I'm seeing it too. Sonitus Technologies, first invested in by the CIA in 2009. Uh, they are developers of discrete intraoral audio technology. Hmm. Spotter RF. First invested in by the CIA in 2010, Spotter RF is a developer of micro-surveillance radar. Visible Technologies. They analyze social media and monitor, and monitor it. Hmm. Look at there. First invested in by the CIA in 2009. Then we've got Walleye Technologies. First invested in by the CIA in 2012. And uh, they develop devices that are able to see into and through solid objects. In other words, they make all that cool James Bond, James Bond spy gear. <laughs> these were all the, these were just the ones that I listed at the time, and this was back. Oh, this has been several years back. <clears throat> this was in 2018, and I know there were a lot of other companies at the time. I just stopped with 25. I think I found probably upwards of about 75. Uh, but I did 25, okay? And it was to give people an idea that this is not something that, you know, it's wide-eyed conspiracy theory stuff. This is stuff that they actually do. And they actually have a website in which they do it. In fact, it's kind of interesting. The guy, if I recall correctly, the guy who was heading up InQtail left InQtail and invested, I want to I say it was like $12 million in Facebook. He went and invested $12 million in Facebook. So, again, these are the kinds of things that are going on with the people's money. They're unconstitu it's unconstitutional to be doing this stuff. It's unconstitutional to be trying to tax your income, too, by the way. Let me give you a couple of other examples. And I want to show you some, some things of how all this gets, gets going. Because when they're investing in these companies... What's the, what's the goal of the company itself? The, co the goal of the company itself is to make money, right? And we've already talked about we're in a lawless money society. So they're after filthy lucre. That's what they're after. That's what the Bible calls it. They're after filthy lucre, and you've got filthy people inside our government who are giving them filthy lucre to produce a product to make filthy lucre. That's what's, that's what's going on. They need consumers to buy their products. I mean, isn't this, and I'm going to get to this in a minute. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just keep this in the back of your mind. Isn't this the society we live in? Buying and selling. Con you know, we, uh, there, was a, there was a comedian and he was talking about the drug companies and what they do. And he says, the drug companies see you as this. And it has like the outline of the head and neck down to the stomach. And it's, he says, they see you as a mouth with a tube. That's what they see you as. And um, I think I thought that was pretty spot on. 
that's what they see you as. Something to just give you something, sell you something. And we're going to talk about that in just a second, but keep that in the back of your mind. I want to point you to a couple of other ones where the CIA has been tied in. And these are more, I think these are a little more recent that we've, we've had. This one is from Georgetown to Langley, the controversial connection between a prestigious university and the CIA. And you can bet your bottom dollar, they're involved in, in infiltrating uh, more than just the university mentioned here. Um which is Georgetown. This is Walsh School of Foreign Service at Georgetown University. And uh, this is, again, this is done by Alan McLeod. I think he does some pretty good work as well. And uh, you can check this out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Two more, and then we're going to move on. This one was from uh, Bradley. This was in 2022, Central Intelligence Agency. If you're wondering who is behind all of this unlawful censorship, fake news, look no further. Yeah, that's exactly who it is. And he gives a quote here from John Stockwell. Uh, CIA's primary mission is to collect, analyze, evaluate, and disseminate foreign intelligence to assist the president and senior U.S. government policymakers in making decisions relating to national security. They're designed for foreign stuff, not domestic. And yet, what are they engaged in? Domestic stuff, as well as foreign. This is what they're doing. This is the last one. This is also from Alan McLeod. National Security Search Engine. Google's ranks are filled with CIA agents. No surprise there. No surprise there. I think, in fact, I think we um, reported on years ago that uh, Facebook had their own guys, CIA office there, FBI office. Uh, same thing happens out in Hollywood. They become, you know, guys who input in on Hollywood films and stuff like this. So <clears throat> you can see they're not just even into just technology. They're into other things uh, that they're investing in. And um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm sorry. What was a lie? I missed something. <laughs> something was a lie from the get-go. Obsolete man, if you want to help me out on that, I don't know what, what you're talking about. But I just happened to catch your comment there. If you can help me out, I'd appreciate that very much. So what is the deal here? Well, they're getting into these companies they're going to be able to tap them to use their don't think that they're not going to use their products that they develop or get the technology there to do their own thing with it and uh, so keep that in mind so <clears throat> what are we looking at within our own ranks we're seeing those who are turncoats and i this is the time where i wish uh oh the cia yeah <laughs> yes the cia is a lie you're right <clears throat> Within our own ranks, we're seeing men just violate their oath. And, you know, we had, when we had uh, Kevin Ship on, um, former CIA guy, he's, he's a crazy, he told me, he says, you'll know the, the CIA guys when they come around for certain things. I'm not going to tell you what they are, but he says, you can, you can know what certain things about them if they come in and try to infiltrate the church or Christian group. They're going to try to play like they know what you are and who you are. And there are certain things that you can tell who is and who's not, who's who's genuine, who's not. And um, so anyway, he was telling us some of this stuff. These people are infiltrators, though. The entire agency is unconstitutional. I mean, it really is. You, you find nowhere 
in this. This idea of national security is supposed to, if you want national security, you set up militias. Isn't that part of the Second Amendment too? Yeah. The militia being necessary, necessary, necessary to secure a free state. Not optional, necessary. Well, we got the national guard. That's not what our founding fought. Go back and read. Look, I at the time I would have been an anti-federalist. I'd say we just got out of this mess with federalism. Let's get out of this. I would have been with Patrick Henry on that. But I re I've read the guys' things of what they argued, and they they certainly weren't arguing for a federalized militia. They were not doing that. That's necessary. The CIA, not so much. In fact, we might eliminate a lot of problems we have in the world by getting rid of the CIA. They're troublemakers. They're rubble rousers. That's exactly what they are. And when we interviewed Kevin, he said so. He said, you know, used to we, we were there. We were to you know, deal with the Cold War and all this other. And then when the, once the quote-unquote Cold War went out, we had you know, guys looking to try to justify the existence of the CIA. Of course, I think there was corruption, obviously, in the ranks from long before then, but still, point is, point is made. But these people are infiltrators. They come in and they, they, the agency says, oh, this is about America. You're un-American if you don't support the CIA. CIA has your best interests at heart. And the protection and the security of the United States, this is what they tell you. And then when you start looking at what they do or what they miss along with the FBI or even give a green light to, you start to go, okay, these infiltrators do not have the best interest of the people. They're taking their money and spending it when they are not authorized to do so under the Constitution. That right there is theft. What does the Bible say about that? You shall not steal. And yet, they do it, along with their accomplices in Congress and the president at the time who signs into law the money who's go that's going to be spent there. They do it, and they do it all the time. And it reminds me, in the scriptures, of some other infiltrators, too. And by the way, let me make this comment here before I forget it. When I talked about how our society has become very Marxist. Everything is economy-driven. You remember that, that quote from Bill Clinton years ago where he said, it's the economy, stupid. It's the economy, stupid. The people didn't care about, well, there were many of us who did care about his morality, but there were a lot of people uh, who were, were set on that and they wanted to see the guy prosecuted. And yet, <clears throat> he said, no, it's about the economy. And in a certain sense, he's right in how people's minds were set. And you would see all these presidents come along, especially at holiday. They say, oh, you need to get out there and support the economy. Buy the products. Buy the product. Isn't that what they were doing? Didn't matter if they were Democrat or Republican. That's what they were doing. And there's all the reports about the, the manufacturing and the corporations and all this stuff churning out their wares and services. And it reminds me of something. It reminds me of... Pilgrim's Progress. Now, again, if you guys haven't read that, I'd highly encourage you to read it. I think Lynn and Suzanne did a whole thing on it, and I think 
Lynn and I, yeah, we did a couple of weeks on Pilgrim's Progress too. That's in the archives. I'll see if I can find those. We'll toss them up later on today. And then Lynn and Suzanne have done that as well. They've had a, a Pilgrim's Progress uh, series that they did. But if you recall, the uh, two pilgrims who are journeying together, Christian and Faithful, they go into a town and they're obviously dressed different than the other people. Um, and they speak the language that is not understood. They're speaking uh, the language of Canaan. That's the townspeople. And they're plainly, quote, unquote, outlandish men or foreigners. And they put down, they're put down as fools and as madmen. Why? Because they're on the king's highway, right? And one of the interesting things that happens there is when called to look out at them, they turn away, they put their fingers in their ears, and they're crying out, turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. Psalm 119 and verse 37. They're, that's what they're doing. They're not wanting to look around at all of the, the allurements of the stuff in the world. And when mockingly asked uh, what they might be interested in buying, they reply, we buy the truth. We buy the truth. Proverbs 23, 3. And one of the things is, it, the reason I bring that up is, what are you being sold? What are you being sold? Are you being sold the truth? Or are you being sold a lie? If you buy this product, your hair will be beautiful all the time. If you buy this product, all the girls will be all over you. If you buy this product, uh, you'll you'll be you'll gain the you'll gain the affluence that you want. If you just drink this drink, you'll feel better about yourself. If you get this little widget over here, it'll help your day go faster. If you get these you know smart devices and stuff like that, it'll make life easier. No, it doesn't. It makes it harder. <laughs> In many cases, it ends up taking more time in some cases. And I thought that passage out of Pilgrim's Progress was pretty poignant. What are you buying out there? Are you buying things that are truthful? Are you buying the truth? Are you still buying the lies? A lot of people are still buying the lies. Even among the conservative Christian constitutional crowd. A lot of people still buying the lies. I mean, one of the biggest ones is going on right now. We're going to hear about it for another two years. It's about Trump. I mean, we're, we're just going to be hearing that. What are you buying? Are you buying the truth or are you not? Well, this is not the first time that something besides the truth has been sold to the people. And we've covered a little bit of this before, but I just want to remind you, <clears throat> there were infiltrators in the church. There still are infiltrators in the church. Uh, if you didn't catch our interview with G. Edward Griffin, the first one we did on communism, uh, he explained very clearly the communists send their guys into the seminaries so that they can be installed in the pulpits so they can give this sort of social gospel. It's, I mean, it's pretty incredible. 
And it's no different in our day than it was in the days of the disciples. Here, let me show you real quickly. Because I, I have to cut things short today, so I can't stay over. So I've got 14 minutes. So let me see if I can read this quickly and make some points here, okay? Hang with me. Second Peter chapter 2. Referenced this the other day. And I want you to see the infiltration that's coming. At least in Peter's time, it's coming. Okay? But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. So he points back to the Old Testament. He says, there were false prophets among the people, and there shall be, it's going to come, false teachers among you. Keep that in mind, okay, that they're coming. Who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. They, they want something from you. They want to fleece the flock. That's what they want. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them in the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked, and I, I love, you know, I, I love this. Lot was a failure as a father and a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of problems with Lot. And yet the scripture says this of him. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. That's interesting. And now, if you call yourself righteous, that's one thing. If the if the Holy Spirit using using Peter to write here if the Holy Spirit-inspired text here tells us that Lot was a righteous guy, even though he did some pretty bad things, then Lot was right. He was righteous. You need to understand that. His, our righteousness does not come from us. It comes from God. And if you don't have God's righteousness, which is found in Christ, you have a self-righteousness that needs to be slayed. It needs to be slayed. And so we're told that he was, he was like this. And the Lord, if, if God can deliver Lot, this guy, he knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they. And it's, I don't think he's talking about government in the sense of some kind of established hierarchy of stuff. I don't think that's what he's talking about at all. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not able to speak, e or they are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. So they don't govern themselves. They don't control their tongues. They have no self-control, which is part of the fruit of the Spirit. That's what he's talking about. There's no government of themselves. And this thing here about not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Oh, I mean... Have you seen the likes of Kenneth Copeland and some of these guys in the word faith movement and stuff? I mean, the way they talk about Satan and demons, it's very, 
how shall I say this? They they take the they take the subject matter very lightly. What do I mean by that? Well, Peter says the next verse, whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. In fact, Michael, we're told, when fighting over the body of Moses, because you know. If the Israelites could have got the body of Moses, man, they would have worshipped that thing. They would have mummified it. They would have put it up like they do the Pope in some kind of glass encasement, and they would have had people pilgrimaging, you know, from the tribes around and worshiping Moses' body. You know, they were they were they were doing it with the with the the staff with the bronze serpent. They had to break that thing because they had made it an idol. What God used to draw people to, and people were doing it today too, by the way. <clears throat> you guys heard about this, and I've been hearing about it for decades, wanting to build a temple over in Israel. Why Christians would get behind that is beyond me. I, I just, why would you do that? Go read the book of Hebrews as to why you shouldn't be involved, promoting, pitching any of that kind of stuff to go back to Old Covenant worship. Why would you do that? There's no sacrifice for sin in that religious system. It is a synagogue of Satan. And yet today, we've got guys, one of our contributors uh, had a couple of articles up about, oh, they know where the Ark of the Covenant is. Oh, that I'll tell you where it is. It ain't nowhere here. They took all the gold and everything when the Romans came in. They burned the temple. Ark of the Covenant's in the temple. All the gold melted. It's gone. Why? God was done with that system. He's done with it. But there are people who still want to idolize, and they are idolizing it, the Ark of the Covenant. Doing the same kind of stuff. Listening to false teachers. Verse 12, 2 Peter chapter 2, But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they count it pleasure in riot in the daytime. They, they're doing things in the daytime that most, pe most wicked people would do at night. That's how much they've seared their consciences. The spots they are and blemishes sporting themselves with your, their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart that have exercised with covetous practice, cursed Children. That's what that's what Peter, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, calls these false teachers. That's what they do. But was rebuked, excuse me, I'm sorry, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozer, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. Remember Balaam? He was a <laughs> he was a for profit prophet. He was a real prophet, but he was for profit. And every time he was paid to go and curse the children of Israel, the Lord filled his mouth with blessings for them. And so he told the king, he said, I know how you'll get them, and you'll bring them under a curse. Get them to intermarry. If they'll intermarry with those around them, they'll bring a curse on themselves. You won't need, you won't need me to do it. That's the, that's the doctrine of Balaam. 
something that the scripture is very clear from Genesis through the end of the book that we're, uh, you know, through Revelation that we're not to um, be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And I think that's more than just marriage, but uh, you, you definitely have that. But he loved the wages of unrighteousness. He was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with man's voice forbade the, ma the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water. Oh, you're coming through the desert. You find a well, going to get a cool drink. And instead, there's no water in there and your mouth's dry. They're clouds that are carried with the tempest to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. They, they've got a judgment coming too. God's marked them out for that too. Remember what we talked about? We've talked about over and over and over. Read Romans 9. Some vessels are for honor, some for dishonor. What if God want to put up with these guys? That is, I mean, that all the more the mercy and the grace he's bestowed upon his children might be more manifest and that his justice might be shown in these workers of iniquity. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they lure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. And while they promise them liberty, isn't this what, isn't this what happens even in government? This is for national security. This is so you have liberty. We're securing things so you have your liberty. They're taking, their li they're taking your liberty and they're not giving you any security. Same thing. They promise them liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I think Hebrews 6 speaks to this, that they see all the things, they hear all the things, and yet they want to leave and go back to the old system. They're again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning, for it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog has turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Now that's Peter, and remember, he says these guys are coming. They haven't come in the time that Peter's at, that he's writing here. But they do come in the time that Jude writes his little epistle. Listen to what he says. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ, and called, mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And then listen to what he says. For there are certain men crept in unawares. They're infiltrators. They're infiltrators. It's like the CIA. I mean, who knows what, what else they're involved in? They could, they, could they could potentially, I guess, have CIA agents in every corporation in America. I'm talking about the bigger ones. There are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. They've already come in and done this. And if you read First and Second John, what else do you see? 
John says, yeah, you've heard an Antichrist is coming. But I'm telling you, there are many Christ na- Antichrists now. They're in our midst. And he lays out what an Antichrist is. They're infiltrators too. They're those who deny the not doctrine of Christ. They deny that God came in the flesh, that Jesus came in the flesh. They're infiltrators. We've got both the, well, both, both are spiritual. But we've got it happening in the church, and we've got it happening in government. And you start listening to these guys talk and what they promote, whether it's the false teacher or whether it's your CIA agent or your run-of-the-mill government person up there, and you start talking about when you get into the spiritual issues, when you start getting into the things that are coming out from D.C., there's the filth that comes out of there. When you, when you deal with that, what are you seeing? You're seeing people who are at war with God. Well, why would God let this happen to him? If he's a loving God, why does he do this? I, and that's the question all the time, isn't it? Go back and read Deuteronomy. I think it's chapter 13, and you'll find out why. God sent false prophets among the people to test them to see if they loved him and his word and would hold to his word, or they were going to follow after the false prophet. And there were two different kinds, too, by the way. I mean, still false prophets, but there were two kinds. Those who told you something was going to happen and it didn't, you're to have a rock party with them. You're to give them a dirt nap. That's what you're to do. Put them in the ground. And then there were those who told you something was coming. It did come, but then they were leading you after a God you had not known. Not to fear them either. You have to deal with them very similarly. So if we've got them in government, why why have we not, you know, if we want to talk about what what those who came before us did, they separated themselves. Oh, I wish I had another minute just to read for you um, these couple of points that my friend Bill uh, gave about how we need to deal with things that are that are coming about. But what I'll do is I'll pull that off. I'll put it in the archive so you guys will have it this morning or this afternoon when I get back. So it'll be in the archive uh, if I remember to do that. If not, maybe I'll read it first thing off tomorrow. Anyway, Bradley be with you at 3. And... Uh, We'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Lord willing, talk to you then. See you.